In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. One of the most prominent images of God in the Old Testament, and that would have been very uh, familiar to the Jewish people at the time, was that God was the bridegroom of his people. It's because he wanted to show them the extent that he wanted to love them. That's how much God wants to love us. He thinks of the most intimate human relationship and he says that is the type of relationship that I want to have with my people, with each and every single one of them. And that's why there are images of heaven being described all over the scriptures as a wedding feast. These things definitely have to be in our mind when we try to interpret this mysterious passage this mysterious thing that Jesus did, this first miracle to show himself to the world, to begin his public ministry. Yes, he healed blind people. He raised people from the dead. But his first miracle was not a miracle of healing. His first miracle was at a wedding, a banquet. And he, as we heard in the gospel, he made a, an abundance of wine. It wasn't even enough for them to have the party continue on. It was an unthinkable amount, about 180 gallons. That's what it would have been, the wine that he made. This is because it's many reasons, but one of the reasons is because and from, doesn't just want to heal us from, from physical things and from sin. He doesn't only want to heal our bodies and souls. He wants something so much more for us than just healing. Yes, he is the ultimate healer, but he doesn't want to simply heal us. Wine in the Bible represents joy and gladness. The Lord wants to give us a super abundance of joy and gladness in our lives, true joy, true happiness. That's why he says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, life to the fullest. That's what the Lord wants to give us. He wants us to live in the true peace and the joy that only He can offer us. Not until we get to heaven. Not, not only when we get to heaven, but He wants us to have that here on this earth as well. And that is something that is possible for all disciples, to have the super abundance of wine, of the joy and gladness that it represents that the Lord wants us all to have. Now, how did that wedding couple and the people at the wedding, how did they receive it after they had just lost it? That's what it represents. They lost the joy and, and, the, and the gladness. It was, it was done. And they must have felt extremely ashamed as well. And we, in our lives, go through times where, of course, we lose joy. We feel sad. We go through darkness. We feel ashamed as well because of the things that we've done in our lives. And the Lord does not want us to live like that. The Lord wants us to have the ultimate joy and gladness. So he wants us to pay attention to how the couple at this wedding, how they ended up receiving this great joy and gladness. And we know that they ended up receiving it because of the intercession of Mother Mary. It was Mother Mary who went to Jesus and she told him about what happened. She told him about their need. There's a lot that we can learn about Mother Mary from this Bible passage. And the first thing is, how she presents the problem to the Lord. A lot of the time when we pray, we tell God our problems and we don't only tell him our problems, we tell him the solution as well. We tell him, Lord, I want you to do this for me. As if we are in charge and we are commanding God, as if we know better than God. Mary doesn't do that. Mary simply says, 
they have no wine. That's it. She obviously knows his power. She knows what he can do. But she doesn't say you have to go and take water and, and make a bunch of wine right now. No, she doesn't command him. She knows what he can do. Nobody there was expecting the amount of wine he was about to give them. Because if human beings would have chosen, they would not have given that much in, in the super abundant amount. Because God thinks so much greater than us. God wants to do so much greater for us than we even want to do for ourselves, but we sometimes don't trust Him. Mother Mary had a perfect, she simply told Him, and God and her son Jesus Christ. They have no wine. She simply told Him, this is what's going on. Now, how did it get to that point that Mary ended up going to Jesus? Because of course, not everybody at the wedding would have known that fact. Mary would have known that fact, obviously, because the people at the wedding had invited her to have some sort of a special access to what was going on there. She wasn't just any guest at the party. Mother Mary had a special access to the wedding couple, to their party, to their lives. They invited her in, into the depths of their lives, into the shame as well. They let Mary know what was going on. And it was Mary who ended up going to Jesus and pleading for him to perform this miracle. She interceded for them. And that's what she does for us as well. So we can learn from her, especially how to ask the Lord for things. And we can also, especially ask for her intercession when it comes to the neediness that we have in our lives, our need not only for physical things, but our need for the joy and the gladness and the peace that the Lord wants to offer us. That's what Mother Mary can do for us. Mother Mary, if we let her in, she can see our neediness and she can go to Jesus with it. And I know maybe a lot of people won't be comfortable doing that. Maybe the, you've never thought about doing that. Maybe only when you pray, you speak to Jesus. And we do that obviously because he says, nobody comes to the Father but through me. And we know that He is the divine Son of God. He is our Lord and Savior. But we can and should ask people to pray for us because it reminds us that we are the body of Christ, that we are brothers and sisters, that we are a family of God. And not only brothers and sisters, but we have also a mother who is in heaven, whom Jesus has given to be with us in our spiritual journeys. He would not have given to her, her to us on the cross if he didn't want her to be a part of our lives. He would not have allowed her to be the one to initiate his public ministry and his hour, which is the hour when he was going to sacrifice himself for the world, if he didn't want her to be a part of our lives. And so I strongly encourage you, brothers and sisters, to make Mary a part of your lives so that you can be closer to Jesus. Because Mary doesn't want attention for herself. All she wants is to bring us closer to Jesus, her son. What does the gospel say? It first says there's a wedding and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited. With Mary comes Jesus. And we can get closer to Jesus through her, through her prayers, through her, her example, through praying the rosary, for example, where we meditate on the life and mysteries of Jesus Christ from her perspective. And also, I want to encourage you, <clears throat> like I said, when you pray and, and when you speak to Jesus, yes, do that every day. But also try to do it with Mother Mary as well. Try to invite her 
just like this wedding couple did. Invite her into the depths of your heart. Let her see what's going on and she will help guide you closer to her son, Jesus. Whatever it is, whatever, if it's loneliness, if it's a darkness that you feel, if it's a sin that you struggle with, there's a reason why the Lord gave her to us and why she was so much a part of his life because he wants her to be a part of our lives as well because she will help us to grow spiritually and to be faithful disciples. Like it says that all of the disciples ended up believing in Jesus at that moment. The Lord wants to strengthen our faith and he can do that through the intercession of his Holy Mother. May she pray for all of us and may she guide us closer to her son always. Amen.